Hey, it's your host and island friend Rizal, and I am thrilled to share with you an exciting opportunity for wellness and personal growth. As a longtime resident of St. Martin and a wellness enthusiast, in short, I'm excited to announce the Island Awakening Luxury Retreat, a wellness retreat like no other. This retreat is designed to help you live the happy, positive life you've been wanting to live. You'll learn how to handle stress, overcome procrastination, heal from heartbreak if that's your case, and become the radiant, authentic person you were meant to be. Get ready to meet the new version of you. As the host of this retreat, I can attest to the transformative power of this experience. You'll be immersed in the natural beauty of St. Martin, all while engaging in workshops, group sessions, and one-on-one coaching with me, all focused on your wellness, your personal growth, and your self-empowerment. And of course, we'll have plenty of fun too. You'll get to experience the best of St. Martin, all with me as your guide with island activities like a sunset cruise, a day trip to a neighboring island, an exotic day filled with fun on the beach and gourmet dining experiences out of this world. The Island Awakening Luxury Retreat is a chance to prioritize your well-being, invest in yourself, and come away feeling refreshed, renewed, and radiant. So don't wait. Register now because space is limited at thetravelingislandgirl.com slash upcoming dash retreats, or just go to the show notes for more and get ready to meet the new, improved version of you. Now, back to the show. Hey, it's your girl, Rizal, the traveling island girl. I'm a Caribbean blogger, YouTuber, podcaster, and since recent, I've also added motivational coach to my many hats that I wear. So as you know, I live on the island of St. Martin, and every two weeks, I am actually now thinking it should be more frequent, I share a little bit about my Caribbean region. And today's episode is no different. This time, we are traveling to the beautiful group of islands that is St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And we're doing that just to sit down and have a chat with the beautiful, the inspiring, and the wonderfully creative person that is Janille Lewis, the woman behind the Caribbean Collective with a K. I loved the conversation I had with her about her home of St. Vincent. We talked about Nine Mornings. We talked about Carnival, the Grenadines. And of course, we dove deep into her brand, Caribbean Collective, which is like a collection of Caribbean Caribbean creatives. Sorry, I'm misspelling Caribbean. What the hell is wrong with me today? So it is a collection of Caribbean creatives, and you must check it out. So I loved that our conversation could not get more Caribbean than it did. Uh, Listen especially for the ever-present barking dogs in the background. If that is not a true Caribbean sound, then I don't know what is. (laughs) You as a non-Caribbean person might not notice, but barking dogs in the background is a normal thing here. (laughs) Anyway, here is Janelle Lewis, writer and a Caribbean... Oh my goodness, that word again, creative. Okay, let's try that again. Here is Janelle Lewis, writer and a Caribbean creative. Take a listen. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Paradise Perspectives. I'm so happy that you were able to uh, give us a lending or lending your ear to us today because we have another great, great episode of Paradise Perspectives here um, for you. And today in the studio with me, uh, well, actually virtual studio, that is, is Janelle. And Janelle is from Caribbean Collectives. And that is one brand that I have been uh, really stalking on social media for the longest while. And I think it is such a, such a great concept. I love what you did there. I love what you did for the Caribbean people. You know, applause to to you, Janelle, for, um, you know, for this initiative. So um, I'm going to let you, of course, introduce yourself and then also introduce Caribbean Collective. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, so my name is Janelle Lewis. I am from the absolutely stunning island of St. Vincent's and the Grenadines. Um, I was born and raised here, even though I have traveled to other countries um, to go to uni, 
um, St. Vincent's will always be home. Um, and I founded the Caribbean Collective in, I want to say 2011. I first started blogging under the name From Us With Love. Um, and it was supposed to be from the Caribbean to the world with love. Um, and she, and I call my blog she, cause she's, she is she, <laughs> she <laughs> underwent a huge transformation, um, when I rebranded to the Caribbean collective. Um, like I mentioned in my bio to you, initially I thought, oh, I wanted to, to, you know, brand her with a C, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But for but for branding purposes, I decided to go with a K. And also because um, the indigenous people of St. Vincent's and the Grenadines, um, they are the Kalinago tribe. So I wanted to always take St. Vincent's with me um, where my brand was concerned. Um, and that's how she's, you know, pronounced criminal active with a K. I love that your blog actually has pronouns she and her. I love that. Yes, I love yes. that it has pronouns, period. <laughs> such yes. such a great thing. And uh, what I love also is that you are, you know, you're honoring your ancestors, the Kalinago people, mm-hmm. which is why Caribbean Collective is spelled with a K. So it's a K for Caribbean, K for collective. Love, mm-hmm. love, love that. Thank you so much, Janil, for that introduction. Now, Obviously, we are going to talk about Caribbean collectives because I really, really want to know more about that. But you said it yourself, the lovely St. Vincent. Now, we have to dive a little bit into that since this (laughs) is, after all, a travel show. So we want to know more about St. Vincent and the Grenadines and what are some Mm -hmm. of the uh, things that, you know, you wish visitors would know more about and all of that. But let's start with the basics, just the basics of if we've never, let's Let's pretend here that nobody listening has ever been to St. Vincent. Let's start okay. with that. What can they expect and what should they know? Uh, what side of the road do you, do you, uh, do you drive on? Um, you know, what, what areas are the areas that they definitely must see? What are some of your activities and attractions that are must do see experience in St. Vincent? Let's start with St. Vincent think... and then we go to the Grenadines part. <laughs> and this is in your I... opinion as a, as a local, as a local Vinzi, right? I don't think we have enough time for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I tend to tell people you need to know the type of experience that you're looking for when you can, when you come here. Um, we're still very much, an untouched paradise, right? We don't have the huge buildings. Um, a lot of that is in is in Kingstown, which is our capital. Um, but apart from that, we're still very much a small island. Um, and 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 Saint Vincent reminds me if you've ever been to Saint Lucia, and you've ever been to Grenada. St. Vincent reminds me of those two countries. So I always mm-hmm. feel at home when I go there um, in terms mm-hmm. of the aesthetic of the place. Um, if you come to St. Vincent, you're coming to explore. You're coming to climb the volcano. You're coming to visit um, the waterfalls. You're coming to go on those mm-hmm. tours that would take you to the waterfalls. You're coming to go to the beautiful countryside um, where there's a lot of greenery. You're coming to dip, take a dip in the black sand beach. Our beaches are yes, made of, especially on the mainland, they're made of, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's volcanic sand. Um, so mm-hmm. you're coming for that experience. You're coming for the food. You're coming mm. for the people. You are coming to go to the Grenadines. You're coming to go to Beckley. You're coming to go to the Tobago Keys, um, which a lot of people love. Um mm-hmm. I always say that Beckway is such a magical place. Um, Even though it's an hour by ferry, 
away from the mainland, it's almost as if you're being transported to a completely different country. Um, oh. It's very unique. Um, and there's a lot of history on, on these islands as well. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey there, island lovers. Now, you know me. I'm all about exploring the Caribbean. And if I can get to explore it while staying in the lap of luxury, it's all that much better. Sign me up. Am I right? So I found the best rental company, and they're called Top Villas. If you're dreaming of a Caribbean getaway, these guys are the real deal. They've got a treasure trove of villas in all the hottest spots in the Caribbean. Whether you're looking for a cozy little love nest for your honeymoon maybe perhaps you're looking for a spacious villa for your family reunion or you're like me and you're looking for a luxury retreat where you and your friends can get together and celebrate something epic but here's the kicker the amenities are off the charts it's like an all-inclusive vacation dream come true they've got travel planners to make your trip unforgettable travel extras to make life easy and a concierge during your stay so you don't have to lift a finger. I mean, if you're going to go all out, you better go all out. You know what I mean? And don't even get me started on the homes. They're extraordinary. Trust me, these villas are like your own slice of paradise. So if you want to experience jaw-dropping locations, incredible amenities, and of course, luxurious homes, you need to make Top Villas your next Caribbean adventure. It's like a one-stop shop for your next luxurious Caribbean getaway. I've left the link in the show notes for you to make it easy. All you have to do now is click, book, and voila, you're in your own Caribbean heaven. Wow. It's like you're you're talking and your your way of talking, your your voice is so soothing, and I'm completely transported. I can feel myself on that ferry going over going over to Bakwe, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, experiencing what it is that you're telling us to experience. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to ask. It's like we were before we started recording. We spoke about that briefly, and that is that one thing that a lot of people forget or that mm-hmm. mis- make a big mistake, especially when coming from the mainland as i call it mm-hmm. which is the us or europe um mm-hmm. they make that big mistake of forgetting that it's not just saint vincent it is not mm-hmm. just backway it is not yeah. just the bagel keys it's mm-hmm. a whole group of islands yeah. now how many islands are there in total oh my gosh you're gonna get me thrown off <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 32 32 islands um, and keys, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cannot name all of them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are places like Union Island, which is where mm-hmm. I spent my honeymoon last year. Ooh, um, go girl. Yes. You need to tell us more about that. <laughs> there is Mustique. There is, mm-hmm. you know, and Mustique and Canwan are pretty... Um, They're pretty notorious amongst, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of famous people. So I know that Prince Harry and Meghan, they were there recently. Mm -hmm. I was also, I I, I think I saw Justin Bieber and his wife in Mustique over the Christmas holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, And the royal family comes down and they they visit quite often as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So those two countries are more the land of the rich and famous. <laughs> right, those and two then, islands. Right. Wow. And then there are and then there are islands like Myro, um, which I think I don't want to misquote, but I think Myro has mm-hmm. like a very small population mm-hmm. um, of people. Um, but it's also like a fishing community. So when you come right. down and you go to these islands, if you love fish, like you love fresh fish you know, conch, lobster, Mm -hmm. that's where you're going to go because that's where it's going to be abundant. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And yes, you are right. It's like we hear about all of these islands, like Mustique, a lot of people have, of course, Mm -hmm. heard about it. Uh, Union Island is another one. And those are the more famous of the smaller islands surrounding St. Vincent itself. But Mm -hmm. um, what 
I think is that a lot of people don't realize that when they are talking about mistake, back way, et cetera, they are actually talking about St. Vincent and the Grenadines. It's like, for some reason, we separate them and we don't consider them part of, but they are part of that whole group. Um, Okay, so there's one thing, and I have, and of course, you know, St. Martin being so uh, multi-Caribbean, I would say, it's like we have over 100 different nationalities here, including a lot of people from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Um, And one of my friends is, uh, do you call yourself St. Vincent? Vincentian, 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 Vincentian. Yeah. Okay, and a lot of a lot of people actually call themselves Vincies. I guess mm-hmm. that's also another thing, but I'm not quite sure if we're supposed to say that as a non-Vincentian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is you there can, any rules? Yes. No. Okay, no so rules. I can call you. So I can call you a Vinci and not insult yes. you. That's good to know. <laughs> I well, think, my friend I think was also. Really... I think what's really strange for me is I've heard people call us Saint Vincentian. And I'm mm, like, no. And there's no saint add, in front of that. Yeah, there's no there's no saint. <laughs> right. Oh, oh my, no saint, huh? <laughs> yeah, so my friend um, was telling me the story about, and I don't want to misquote him, and I think it's called Nine Mornings. Oh, yeah. Is it nine mornings? I was fascinated by that. I thought that was so cool. I was convinced that I was going to go to St. Vincent for nine mornings. I want to know more Mm -hmm. about that. What can you tell us about nine mornings? So it's basically our Christmas celebration um, activity. It happens nine mornings before Christmas. And... There tends to be like little pockets in different villages. So you would have one in Kingstown itself. You would have another one set up in like Mespo, um, Leyu, you know, all other. I think each village has their own nine morning celebration. And it's it's pretty much, I cannot tell you how it started, even though I know somebody mm-hmm. who probably can. Um but it's pretty much where we don't have. I don't want to classify. I love. I, wanna, I love listen. how you're finding. You're, you're trying to find like the adequate word I'm to trying, describe. I'm this. trying to be politically correct, right? I'm trying to be politically correct. So you know how Trinidad has Parang. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've only recently, um, like in the last 10 to 15 years, we've started to do a kind of, I guess, soca parang mm. um, type of music. It's not the same as what's done in Trinidad, but our um, our artists have been putting out music for the Christmas season. And a lot of that is, you know, played during that time. So we have our own music. Mm -hmm. My stepfather, who is a former um, Calypso monarch, he is, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the major players. Yeah. (laughs) He's one of the major players in, yeah, he's one of the major players in the, I guess, the Vinci Parang scene. Mm -hmm. Um, There are competitions, on stage Mm -hmm. so like they have this competition where um you have to drink like a a a liter a 1.5 liter of soda before everybody else in order to get the 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 prize or you know they have like singing (laughs) competitions they it's just this whole kind of community centered Mm -hmm. community spirited um activity that is Mm -hmm. centered around christmas and I hope and that our um, our tourism people don't come for me <laughs> for not explaining myself properly where that is concerned. <laughs> I think you did a good job so far. It's like I am, I am super interested in it. But what I love also about it, and what I've seen from my friends' uh, pictures and stuff, it's also mm-hmm. centered a lot around food, which, you know, of course, that is our favorite F word in here in the Caribbean. Um, it's There's also a lot of like food vendors I've seen during this nine morning thing where you have street food going on and all of this. So it's it's, it's like a whole vibe. 
and it reminds me a little of carnival for us yeah 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 it has yeah. that it same is, feel it is it is a little bit like carnival but christmas so mm-hmm. um i know when i used to attend i mean i don't i haven't been to nine mornings in a very long time simply because i don't think i have it in me to get up that early <laughs> um <laughs> So how early are you supposed to get up for nine mornings? I'm tired, man. Like I need to sleep. Um, I think I think people are usually out and about by three, four o'clock in the morning. What do you mean three? Yes, three, three. What three a.m. Three a.m. Three a.m. Oh, They're usually out, Lord. and I think I think some people are also out even earlier than that. Because it's child, my bed is really, really comfortable. (laughs) I don't think I can do that for I'll get there by six. Six would be the earliest that I can get there. And that's when they're (laughs) wrapping up. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Wait, so (laughs) I was thinking I can just show up at nine o'clock, you know, have some breakfast, then go. No. Oh, wow. Because remember, it takes takes place in town, like the, Mm -hmm. the, um, the main one takes place in Kingstown and people have to go to work. So you need to be done so that persons can go home and change and come back and, or persons can clean the area so that there isn't like a huge traffic um, holdup when, you know, the time to get to work. Yeah. I don't know if you can see me right now, but my like my my <laughs> jaw is hanging open. It's like you mean to tell me that you all go to this party from three o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, and then you go home, change, shower, and then you go back out to go to work. Yes. Okay, that's that is the craziest thing I've ever heard, and I am so in for that party. I think if I do come to St. Vincent, I am gonna try that. I, I must. Yeah. I think it's a must. <laughs> but My as a tourist, is- I have the oh. luxury of going back to the hotel and sleep. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's um when I used to go, it was actually one of my favorite um like cultural activities because mm-hmm. I love Christmas. I'm a Christmas person. Um, there used to be. I don't know if they still have it because, like I said, I haven't been in a very long time. But they used to do like roast honey roasted nuts. There was like a vendor mm. selling honey roasted nuts yeah. by the side of the road, so you know that adds to the whole smell oh, of that the place is great. and the atmosphere. Persons would have things like um, like saltfish and uh, mm. like coconut bake. Um, they mm-hmm. would have things like callaloo soup because it's so early in the morning that it's just really cold. Um, and when when we had wait wait wait, what the, do you mean cold? Yes. What is cold? The soup or the the, uh, the, the no, temperature? Because the temperature. <laughs> so so it's it's cooler. It's not cold. It's cooler than we're accustomed to. Oh girl, to. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking when that about. Christmas breeze, indeed, when that Christmas breeze, yes, mm-hmm. when that Christmas breeze starts mm-hmm. coming down from North America. Um, so it's it's you know, and and people would sell things like hot chocolate. They would have tea. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's basically a lot of local food being sold. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's a great experience. And if, if tourists are on the Island and they come down to the main square, they get to, um, they're very involved in these activities. Mm -hmm. So they partake in the singing and the dancing, um, yeah, the competition. So it's it's really, really nice to see and to experience. I just, I just, when you said, you know, that like, it's cold. Well, yes. It was like, I have to explain that a little. Yes, indeed. In the, uh, in the more, in the December. Yeah. It does get a little chilly. Like for us, especially we're not talking Mm -hmm. like freezing temperatures here. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about that. It's still the Caribbean, Mm -hmm. but we are talking about it lightly chilly. There's a little bit of a chill in the air, especially so early, early in the morning. And then with that Christmas breeze, oh my gosh. And there Mm -hmm. is something about drinking hot chocolate on those special days leading up to Christmas because the the hot chocolate I don't know if it's because of my childhood but I feel like the hot chocolate hits different (laughs) when you drink it like around that time because I remember 
going to the early morning mass with my mom mm-hmm. and I, to this day, I mean, I don't want anybody, no churchgoers to come and camp outside of my house to kill me, but, or, you know, tell me I'm doing wrong, but I do not like going to church. I never did. And I don't <laughs> think I ever will. I just do not have the patience for a Catholic church, uh, uh mass. So, um, but going, there was one thing growing up that I loved to go. I loved to go mm-hmm. to that early morning mass just for the hot chocolate. Like I will mm-hmm. suffer throughout the yeah. entire hour of mass just so I can get that hot chocolate in the end because it just feels so different, especially around Christmas time. So I can only imagine that <laughs> the especially visitors that go, yes. they'll have a grand time celebrating nine mornings with you. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's just blows my mind. It's so, so beautiful. I also saw a lot. Um, St. Vincent has been a lot in, uh, in, on Instagram lately on all the Caribbean pages about the, about your carnival, which is also mm-hmm. something on, like I have never seen in our carnival. Our carnival mm-hmm. is nothing like yours. Um, and I have we to have. talk about the black, I think do you call <laughs> it the black faces when you're just, they're all, they all paint themselves all black. Oh no, we don't. I think that's Granita. Granita does. Oh my gosh. Um, Am I completely, yes. With the horns and stuff. That's not okay. That's where I'm getting. Confused. No, that's, that's not, that's not, um, that's not St. Vincent. That is Granita. And mm. They're that the scared ones who me. do the <laughs> it would scare me too. <laughs> it would scare it me too. Me. I've seen so I was like, I've seen Tell me you guys don't have that as well. <laughs> I think some persons do because it's oil, right? It's it's oil mm-hmm. that they use to mm-hmm. cover um their body. It's called jab jab. And there's there a whole, you go, jab jab. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole um historical thing behind mm-hmm. it as to why they do and carry on that tradition but i don't think that's something that is inherent to us mm-hmm. um, no i have seen people do it but yeah i think that is yeah, where my confusion it, is coming from i yeah. think it was videos that i've seen from your carnival last year that i've saw i've saw the jab jabs in it too and then somebody was explaining why it's um such an important part it dates back to slavery and the one thing that 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 stayed with me was not only how they look scary because of the then you know they have some of them will go all out with horns on their head and all of that but it's just also with if you're going according to tradition there's also dead animals involved which is where i draw the line i guess it's like wow no you cannot kill animals just for tradition. I'm sorry. We're not doing that anymore. Um, but yes, that's that's just me being like a super um, animal uh, lover. But going back to the Vinci Carnival, I want to talk a little bit about Vinci Carnival because that is special on its own. When do you, do you celebrate um, Carnival and what is... I want you to explain why the St. Vincent Carnival is so special. So for us... Vinci Mass is in mm-hmm. July. I think it's July 3rd. I was just Googling July 3rd to July 10th this year. Um, okay. And in my opinion, because I don't actively participate in carnival, even though I love the carnival content, um, mm-hmm. what makes Vinci Mass so special is that we have retained elements of traditional mass while stepping into the future of mass um i right so that's something that i it's not unique to us because other countries also do that but i think for us we're very new to the pretty mass um Mm. type of of carnival Mm-hmm. It's only recently that we've had this kind of upsurge in the bikini and feathers and exactly type. Oh my of gosh, costume. I'm so happy that you're actually coming <laughs> up with that because actually the the carnival with the feathers and stuff is it's not a tradition for a lot of islands. This is coming mostly yeah. from Trinidad, 
we're not yes. a bikini and the Boise Martin isn't either, but for some reason yes. it has completely taken over our carnival as well. Yeah. And I, I think so interesting. It's, it's because of, it's because of social media. It's, oh, absolutely. Because, because now yeah. our eyes are more open to other places and we're yes. more like, oh, we want that, you know, and yes. then we incorporated it into ours, but it's not our tradition. And then, and then for a lot of countries, a lot of the Trini designers would design for our local mass mm-hmm. bands. So there mm-hmm. is this kind of marrying of the cultures. Um, people would argue that for Trinidad, theirs came from Brazil, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a kind True. of a marrying of the cultures. I see Jamaica is, um, and I don't think Jamaica is is historically or was historically a place where there was carnival and mass Mm -hmm. as such. I could be wrong. (laughs) Oh, which by the way, I have to explain because, you know, I still mass, I guess you, you, you're speaking of, you mean the parades? Yes. Vinci mass. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't want anybody to get confused because we just spoke about church mass. Church. Yeah. Something else. (laughs) That's when you go to church and you sit really nice and decent and, and, you know, you don't say no bad words. You don't smoke, you don't drink, you know, that's that mass and hot chocolates in the morning. If you go around Christmas (laughs) and then you have Vinci mass or mass as they call the parades, the carnival parades, which is where you get people dressing up and then, you know, doing all sorts of things that they normally wouldn't do are down in the streets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I think, I think um, we've kind of, because of social media, we've, we've adopted and um, you know, we, we've kind of brought that because our population is younger. They're seeing mm. the, um, the costumes, they're seeing the, the nakedness <laughs> mm-hmm. and they want that for themselves and for us it's actually a lot cheaper to play mass here than it is mm-hmm. to fly to trinidad to play mass there um so it's mm-hmm. a it's, it's a bit like the best of both worlds where so you get the do costume. you remember mm-hmm. right do you remember what it was what fancy mass was like before um, this big uh, surge in, should we say, beads and feathers? Um, we had the traditional mass bands. Mm-hmm. We had the traditional mass bands. We had the, um, well, there are bands like Mirage who are kind of making that um, transition from traditional to a bit more, you know, feathery, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as... Um, it, it wasn't like how it is now. Um, so what were people, what were people dressed like in mass back then before this big influence of feathers? I think a lot of the, again, coming from a Seventh-day Adventist who did not play carnival, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the costumes that I remember seeing, um, you know, they had like the standards, they had like the, um, the cardboard, um, mm-hmm. I guess wings, but they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't like feathered wings. Um, I remember they had beads, they had um, whatever it is that they used to make the costumes. That's what they used. They didn't they didn't try mm-hmm. to source um, too many things from outside. They used what was on the island. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess as the bands grew, you know, if they had to bring something in, they probably would, but it probably did not cost them as much as it would cost them now to make the costumes that they're making. Because I remember Mm -hmm. when a costume was $150. Oh my gosh, that's nothing. I think that's (laughs) not even the headpiece nowadays costs $150. Exactly. It's it's much more than that. Yeah, I remember when the costumes were $150 to $300. Wow. If you paid $500 for a costume, that was super expensive. Exactly. And now the costumes are... $1,800, $2,500, almost $3,000. So, you know, there there has been a lot of changes where that is concerned. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same here in St. Martin as well. Our mm-hmm. carnival has started to slowly be more represented um, of the it's looking more and more like the Trini carnival, but, yeah. um, yeah. you know, but it's a worldwide thing. And um, yeah. even Curacao is now getting influenced. Like where in Curacao, you get more uh, tumba, which is the carnival music there in Aruba, Curacao, mm-hmm. Bonaire. Uh, now you're seeing a lot more influence of soca. Trini soca is starting to be played during carnival there as well. So yeah, tr- uh, Trinidad is playing like a big, big role in the Caribbean when it comes to carnival. That's for sure. And the dresses and are as, getting skimpier yeah. and skimpier. Yes. <laughs> and as somebody who is, I, I think of myself as a pan-Caribbean, a pan-Caribbean mm-hmm. person. I love the Caribbean. Um, I love all Caribbean islands. I studied mm-hmm. in Trinidad for about four, I think it was four to six years that I was there. Mm-hmm. I still have friends who tell me you need to come home. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> you, know, you, need to, you know, you need to come back. Um, but also the influence that they mm-hmm. have on the rest of the islands where carnival is it's, concerned. Yeah. I love it. A part of me mm-hmm. loves it, but then there's a part of me that worries about the smaller islands losing, losing mm-hmm. that identity, and losing the tradition. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Losing their, I losing agree. their identity. I think it, mm-hmm. it's something that you have to work very hard to retain. But when you mm-hmm. are faced with a commercial product, yeah, and you are faced with something that's going, that's probably going to make you a lot more money than your mm-hmm. tradition. Um, I, I could see the yeah. syndrome. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I agree with you. And we see that a lot here too, because there's a lot, a lot of things that have changed in the margin over the years. But if you really ask anybody here, for instance, it's like, Nobody really knows anymore a lot about the, the actual traditions of Samaritan itself because we've we've been adopting things from other islands um, in the long run, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so now speaking about the influence that the bigger islands have on the smaller islands, I want to talk mm-hmm. now about the Caribbean influence and a lot of things that are going out there in the world right now, <clears throat> like fashion and um and paintings and music and we have so much we have so much influence in all of that but still we are not a lot of ways we are not recognized for the talent that we have in the Caribbean and there is that is where Caribbean collectives come in and that is what I love so much about the brand that you build because you are still sharing you are you have created a platform where the smaller not even only the smaller, but even the ones that I as a Caribbean person have never heard of, I am now proud to say, oh my gosh, I now, that is a talent from the Caribbean. We are not often spoken about our talents, you know? We need to actually scream this from the rooftop. We have so, so much talent in the Caribbean. We need to talk more about that. And that is where I am really, really glad that you started Caribbean Collective. So tell us a little bit more about that, please. So for me, I think I mentioned in my little bio to you that I wanted Mm -hmm. to be a writer. Um, Mm -hmm. I still want to be a writer, but I tell people that it's no longer a want. I am. Because I I was just going to actually tell you, I was already going to tell you. I was like, I don't know why you're saying you're not. You are a writer. Look at everything that you've accomplished so far. It's like, you are definitely a writer. You may not be exactly a uh, writing a a column every week or whatever in a magazine or newspaper, but you are definitely a writer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I needed to write about something that I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. I I still have the dream of writing the great Caribbean, you know, the, the, the great Caribbean novel. Um, mm-hmm. But I also knew that in order for me to get my name out there, I had to niche down a little bit. And uh, of course, um, what else could I have written about but my love for Caribbean people and Caribbean businesses. And Mm -hmm. I am that kind of person. When I go on social media, 
and I see a brand from St. Lucia that makes skincare products and I love skincare and I see a Mm -hmm. brand from St. Lucia that makes skincare products. I get so excited. Right. Cause I'm like, Hey, we are doing that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. All of a sudden it becomes we, it does become we. Yes. It's we. we. (laughs) Um, I see somebody from Trinidad who's making chocolates and they're Mm -hmm. doing like artisanal Mm -hmm. chocolates. And I'm like, wow, we are doing that. And then I started Mm -hmm. searching. um, When I, when I first started, I used to do, uh, like a hashtag um, that said hashtag Caribbean people are everywhere. I started mm-hmm. doing my research and realizing that a lot of people who work for very famous and powerful people are Caribbean people. So for example, a vet from Grenada is Beyonce's publicist. Then what? I think, yes. She's she's from Grenada. She, I mean, I think when I found that out, it blew my mind. And then I said, but of mm-hmm. course she's from the Caribbean. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, of course her publicist is from the Caribbean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I did a bit more research and found out that Jay-Z's stylist is from Antigua. Duh. <laughs> right? Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Um, and then Dwayne Wade, um, D Wade and Gabrielle Union, their chef is also from the Caribbean. I think he's either from Jamaica or Barbados. I believe it's Jamaica, Mm -hmm. but I started finding all of these people who I think gave me permission to dream big because in my mind, in my mm-hmm. mind, if they could make it, then yes. we can. And then there's we can Rihanna. all make it. There's Rihanna. No, I mean, right? come on. Rihanna. <laughs> no. But Rihanna, I think I think, you know, it's so it's so interesting that you bring this up because we um and you're you're a little younger than I am. I wouldn't yeah. even say little. I think you're much younger than I am. But um, you know, growing up in the Caribbean, we were never really like right now. You see this more and more about you know people from Caribbean that have a Caribbean roots, but they're mostly from North America or somewhere in Europe, and so it kind of like the Caribbean gets a little bit. You know, yeah, they are from the Caribbean, but it's no longer plays such a big role. Um, I feel like growing up, we didn't have a lot of these people to look up to and realize that we can become that as well. And also, like you said that in your bio, which I thought was so that that really hit me because I went through the exact same thing. I wanted to be a photographer when I was younger, Mm -hmm. that was my passion. But my dad would tell me, no, you can't because nobody makes money with that. Everything that is art, the older generation in the Caribbean would tell us, no, we couldn't. So for us now to see more people in art that are really talented, showcasing Mm -hmm. all of their work and they're from the soil of the Caribbean. And I'm not even talking about the ones that are first generation Americans whose parents migrated years ago. I'm talking about the ones who were born and raised in the islands that are still in the islands and that are now coming with all of this spectacular, not only skincare, but fashion, say uh, the songs, music, um, uh, art books oh my gosh there's so many writers in the caribbean that have such a talent for storytelling um it's it's all around us poets like yourself you know we have a lot of poets in the caribbean as well but we are not it's almost like we are afraid of showcasing that um and and that's why i don't know that that's that's the thing about caribbean collectors i am so happy that you put this together because you have done such tremendous uh research into finding all of these smaller brands that people normally wouldn't even know about. And now you're putting them on a pedestal and you're putting them on your platform where they can get the recognition that they deserve. 
you know it's like it's like i i told you i mentioned to you in in the little bio i sent you and i have to smile because i just pulled it up and wrote <laughs> it down i didn't even edit it because i was like if you do that because i hate talking about myself right so um for me it was very important to build a table it's not just about the seat at the mm-hmm. table it's mm-hmm. about building the table where anybody can pull up once you are from the Caribbean region, you, you have a place here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did that for myself, um, because I so badly at the time, um, was stuck in a job that I was trying to figure out if I liked, you know, I was trying to figure out if I Mm -hmm. liked that job, if I wanted that to be my career for the rest of my life. And oh my gosh, Janelle, I that think... is like what all of us have been doing for <laughs> yes. so long. And it's I, like, you and know, I think I find went, yourself I doing a through... job that you hate because you can't, you can't really live your passion. And like I yeah. also said, I also said, if you are a creative and you are an artistic mm-hmm. person, your art makes the, the worst mistress. Like your mm-hmm. art is going to nag mm-hmm. you. It is Mm -hmm. going to eat away at your soul. It is going to remind you that your purpose, your your, your purpose on this earth is to create. It is to to do what is your God-given talent to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me, I found myself, you know, I tell tell people, I found myself at the time when I started Crimin Collective, I was extremely depressed. Because I had just wow. come back from university. I had invested so much money into doing a degree that I didn't mm-hmm. even know if I wanted to follow through on that right. career path. And I Can think I ask, I what, what did you study, actually? <laughs> <laughs> so my first, deg- my first degree was history, which I absolutely love. Um, because mm-hmm. of course it's, it's humanities and art. So that has always mm-hmm. been my passion, but then I got it into my head that I was meant to be a lawyer. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. not exactly artistic, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> and there's so much some might disagree, but <laughs> there's so much structure and there are so many rules Um, Mm -hmm. and I think because I studied at the time I had studied law in the UK and I had, you know, I had encountered persons (laughs) who Mm. were very, um, say it, they were very, no, no, I'm not going to say it. They were very (laughs) particular about, about what they were teaching you, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you had an opinion that was not um, in line with theirs or you raised a point where you thought something was unfair um, in a case that they presented to you, um, their response would be, well, this is the way it has always been. Oh, gosh, and I it is that. not yeah. going to change. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that... Like my soul, <laughs> it gripped me and yeah. like it rung, you know, like every last bit of, you know, anything that I had in me that wanted to be a lawyer left when mm-hmm. that was said to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I came back home. I was there. I was like, oh my Especially God, as you just a creative. Invested. Exactly. You just invested all of this money. What are you going to tell your parents? Um, oh yeah, you going, that's a big one. How are you going to approach this? Um, mm-hmm. And I sat in my office at the time and I said, I am going to pitch to Zing, to Zing Magazine. Um, And my pitch is going to be that I am writing about Caribbean people, that I can write about the creative sector. I can write about um, just our people doing really big things. (coughs) Sorry. Mm -hmm. And... They took about two weeks to get back to me. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. They took two weeks to get back to me. And when they did, they said, yes, but you have, you have about a week to hand in your article. 
luckily I had done enough research and I had networked with enough people that I had about five people lined up that I could reach out to that sent me things, you know, just like that. So amazing. that happened. Yeah, that happened. And I wrote for them up until the pandemic, the start of the pandemic, mm. when Liat, unfortunately, mm. mm-hmm. experienced some financial issues. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, the persons who took over from my previous editors, um, the new editors, and the old publishing company decided that to keep me on to basically mm-hmm. work with Cacique magazine in the mm-hmm. in the fashion that I had worked with Zing. So my writing career didn't end there. <laughs> you see that? And it's still ongoing. Yes. And it's still ongoing. Not to mention all of the great stories that you come up with almost weekly for Caribbean collectors. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, before um before ending our conversation today, because I see there were we're getting closer to an hour already because there's so much interesting stuff that you are that you and I are discussing right now and I can have this conversation go on for hours so we definitely need to you know we need to chit chat a little bit more after this (laughs) or on another occasion definitely but um I love what you did and what you're coming up with every time you you do an article on your blog and uh and and i thank you also for featuring you know paradise perspectives in one of your lists it's like janelle does this amazing thing that she does the like 10 uh you know uh 10 brands you didn't know were caribbean or uh the the 50 or 30 I think it was 30 uh, Caribbean podcasts that you need to stream right now and so it I love that because I find out a lot about mm. so many you know Caribbean talents or talented people out there that I didn't even know and it's not just skincare because right now there's like a surge of a lot of people making their own skincare and a lot of hair products but that's not only it there's like so mm. much like big things happening especially in the fashion world you know so many designers are up and coming that are caribbean it's really it's really funny because i did an article for fashion designers i did 100 Mm. fashion designers Mm -hmm. that you need to know right now Mm -hmm. and that took so much energy out of me just putting that Mm -hmm. article together took so much energy out of me um and 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 what's crazy is that that list is not exhaustive. There mm-hmm. are so many persons that could have been mm-hmm. included. Um, and if I do, you know, I, I probably would do a part two to that article. Mm-hmm. But there are just so many um, fashion designers who are from the Caribbean, who are living in mm-hmm. the Caribbean, who have Caribbean roots, um, you know, who are just making an impact in the fashion mm-hmm. industry. Um, and like I told you, I'm not a fashion girly. <laughs> that I well, think, I think for a, no, I think I, for I a while, I wouldn't be able to tell from your articles. <laughs> listen, I think for a while, a lot of people thought that's what the brand was mm-hmm. because for mm-hmm. a while we pushed a lot of fashion content. Um, but I had to bring it back um, to mm-hmm. my roots and, st- and start over where I had first started when I was pushing content out. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that has resonated. I was so surprised when I saw the website hits and the clicks. I am so surprised Mm -hmm. every time I go on to Google Analytics and I look it up um, that people are just looking and absorbing this information. I'm Mm -hmm. really happy, but it definitely surprised me. So it's kind of the motivation to keep doing it because there's a lot like somebody I I saw a repost of that same fashion article and somebody commented on it saying oh my god I didn't know that there were so many Mm -hmm. you know and I wanted exactly right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I wanted to respond and say but there's so many more because that's the thing it's like we've never had this have we we've never had anybody that took the time Mm -hmm. to research how many Caribbean 
people are out there creating. And this has been something that, you know, for me, um, it has been grand just being named in that list because for a long time, I thought there's probably not a lot more of these podcasts, you know, about that are created by Caribbean people and especially from Caribbean people that are doing it from their home in the Caribbean, you know? Yes. Uh, it has yes. been something that, you know, podcasts and, and things like this are things that people in the Caribbean are now now starting to get more into, but it's been existing for so long already. So it's beautiful to see when I went to that list, I think it was 30 or 50 podcasts. It was probably about 50. It was a long list. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was looking at that list, I was like, why? Like, look how many podcasters yeah. from the Caribbean there actually are out there you know mm-hmm. and you probably didn't even mention all of them it's like well you I definitely couldn't. didn't mention all of them I, you I couldn't. could not yeah. I mean yeah I mean the brand I am literally the person the person behind the brand I do mm-hmm. I built my own website I run my own social media mm-hmm. I do my own research I write the articles um it's it's a lot so to mm-hmm. do, I mean, I, like I said, that list of a hundred persons, a hundred fashion mm-hmm. designers. That's a lot. When I was done, my husband looked at me and he was <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> I can imagine. It was, yeah, it was oh, quite a bit. Wow. But, you know, it makes me happy. I can definitely mm-hmm. say that I am just so passionate about it. I am so mm-hmm. passionate about giving persons their flowers like I don't care Mm -hmm. if you are a small brand or if you are a big brand yes I want you to be seen I want you to be Mm -hmm. heard I want you to put your country's flag in your bio so I can find you (laughs) yes I want you to be proud I want you to be proud to be a Caribbean person so that mm-hmm. other Caribbean people, because, you know, that's who we are. Once we find out yes. that you are from the region, it becomes we. Oh it's gosh. no longer yes. I. It's mm-hmm. it's like, listen, I'm getting like, <laughs> I'm just getting Oh, no, so I, I'm feeling it too. But listen, <laughs> yeah. as a Caribbean creative, as a Caribbean creative, I want to thank you for starting uh, Caribbean Collectors. Like, you have no mm-hmm. idea so important to have our, our platform where our voices, where we can be seen as a Caribbean yeah. people, as Caribbean creators. So thank you so, so much. My last mm-hmm. question to you before we round up today's conversation uh, is going back to travel, because after all, this is a travel <laughs> show. Um, yes. I need to ask you, as a local person, as a local Vinci, what would be some of those things that you say somebody coming to uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines need to avoid doing? Um, what are some of the things that tourists sometimes can do that might come across a little bit in a negative way with locals? I'm not sure how to answer that question. <laughs> I always ask this and I was like, you know, my thing is, I just need to clarify it a little bit. It's just that I feel like we, when we're growing up, we were growing up Mm -hmm. with the, you know, it's like, you, you need to respect tourists and tourists and this and tourists Mm -hmm. and that. Tourists are our bread and butter. And yes, they are. And as happy as I am every single time I see them come off the plane or off the ship to spend their hard-earned money here. There are there's a lot of things that they don't know about the Caribbean, and there's in a lot of ways they tend to in not without they're doing it without actually with malintent, obviously. But there's a lot of ways that you can insult a Caribbean person by well, I you know the, I have the doing per- I think I have things. the perfect response. I have the perfect response mm-hmm. to that. There is this Trinidadian. I'm going to call her a writer because she's, I think she's written her first book, um, just completed her MFA. She lives in Brooklyn. Um, Mm -hmm. I know her as nomorefashionvictims.com. She's from Trinidad. Stephanie Ram Logan, one of my, like, I just love the way she writes. Um, Mm -hmm. And she had written a blog post about five or six years ago entitled, um, we live where you vacation. Oh my gosh. That is, that is what I say about this podcast all the time. Exactly and, uh, that. 
And it, it's not what you think it is, right? Because mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. we live where you vacation. Mm-hmm. There's something to be proud about that we live in, mm-hmm. in a place that you pay money to come to. Yes. But also yes. remember that we live here. Mm-hmm. And, As a functioning society. Exactly. And a it's lot of, yeah, a lot of the things that you are probably privy to that you come and you enjoy. Mm-hmm. We have to deal mm-hmm. with so many things on a daily basis that may mm-hmm. not be fun. It's not a vacation mm-hmm. for us. It's it's no. our livelihood. We have to deal with, you know, socioeconomic issues. Mm-hmm. We have to deal with political issues because we live here. <laughs> yeah. And it's not yeah. always... Oh, wow. It's not yeah, it's not always a fun experience. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. what that's what I would say. I would borrow Stephanie's words and and that's what I would say because it's something that I think about it every day, you know, mm-hmm. especially with mm-hmm. the, the, the type of work that I do for a collective. Mm-hmm. I think about the good and, and, and I guess this is why I do it too, that I have to always mm-hmm. raise people and lift people up and give them a boost because I mm-hmm. know that in their respective countries, they live where somebody vacations. Yeah. Wow. That is so well said. Thank you. Thank you so much. Whether these were your words or you borrowed them from Stephanie, you did so, so good. Thank you so much also for the time that you allocated for this. Cause you and I had, you know, you were going back and forth about, yes. you know, me making our schedules meet, but I am so happy that I finally got you on the show. Thank you so much, Janelle, for all your beautiful words, for all your Thank beautiful you for content, for the great work that you're doing. Keep on doing it. If you are, a Caribbean creative and you want to know to know about your brand or about your doing, please reach out. I'm going to make sure to link her Instagram account and her blog in the show notes. So hurry up, go to the show notes at the end of this show. You want to get in contact with Chanel and Take a look. If you are a visitor to um, to the Caribbean or you're thinking about visiting, or you've been visiting for a while, please go to the Caribbean, the Caribbean Collective, I think, right? It's the CaribbeanCollective.com. Go to yes. that website and check out all of those magnificent creatives that are represented on that platform. Um, and not only that, but all of the lovely products that you can actually get to buy that is made by Caribbean people that you can get to get to take back home with you. So thank you so, so much, Janelle. Again, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for having me. Oh, that last bit about the Caribbean being our home, but your vacation gave me goosebumps. It really did. So well said. Now, thanks to Janelle, you and I now have a reason to visit St. Vincent and the Grenadines like we needed another excuse, right? I also must apologize for not doing my homework, actually, about the jab jabs and so ashamed. Before opening my mouth, oh my God, Rizal, remember this. Before opening your mouth and saying something as if it was fact, you need to do some research. So uh, I guess this is a sign that I should get somebody who is very knowledgeable about the jab jabs to come on the show and actually explain it a little bit more into in details because it's such a fascinating tradition. And, um, you know, that brings me me to my next point it's also you know so interesting and I think that's why I love Paradise Perspectives podcast so much because I learn something as I go as well about you know the Caribbean region and other Caribbean islands so um, there you have it (laughs) now before I end this episode let me just move my little kitten aside Um, if anyone's looking for a kitten I have an island kitten here that is for adoption and he is very gentle and he's so incredibly cute and his name is Penny or Pennywise when he's bad. Um, anyways, let me get back to what I actually want to tell you. Uh, before I end this episode, I really want to tell you that I have decided to actually do a new episode every week instead of how I've been doing it so far, which has been bi-monthly. So starting with this episode right here, you can now listen to a new episode of Paradise Perspectives every Thursday. Okay, and as always, I want you to connect with me on social media. You can find me all over as the Traveling Island Girl on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, even threads. 
which is the now Twitter of Instagram, as you know. And uh, let me know which islands you would like me to feature on the podcast next. And if you have any questions that you might want me to answer during the show. Don't be afraid. I do not bite. I'm also always, always ready to receive your input. Also, as you now may know, I am hosting a wellness retreat like no other right here in St. Martin this June. So consider this your official invitation to join me and others for five days of working on our personal growth while also enjoying all the amazing things that my Paradise St. Martin has to offer. Seriously, June 4th to the 9th, Island Awakening Luxury Retreat right here on my home island of St. Martin. I hope, I really do, I really hope you can join me. And with that, it's time for me to leave and say adieu with the beautiful sounds of what could soon be you walking on one of our beaches. I'm Rizal, the Traveling Island Girl. Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for you, my Caribbean listening friend or my Caribbean loving friend, (laughs) rather. And I'll be back with more Caribbean tales and tips next Thursday. Ciao for now.